Welcome to 39-Minute Conversations. Please wait for your host to begin this meeting. Your meeting is now being recorded. Okay, can you see me? Can you hear me? I can neither see or hear you yet, but I feel like it's coming. There we go. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm so good. It's so good to see you. See you. I'm going to switch my view so I can look right at you. <laughs> oh, you're nailing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi. Hi. I am so excited to see you. I'm so excited to catch up. But the first thing I do have to do really quick is just get through an ad read. I'm so mm-hmm. sorry. This is always the most awkward part of these. <clears throat> This week's episode of 39 Minute Conversations is not technically presented by books, I guess. That's what it's come down to, folks. Our sponsor today is the concept of reading books. SAG-AFTRA has asked their members and potential members to avoid advertising AMPTP films and television shows. New ones, old ones, doesn't matter. If it was made by a struck company, you're not going to hear me promote it as long as this strike is going on. Now, I'm not a SAG-AFTRA member, but full disclosure, I am SAG-eligible. I've acted in a few things, done some background acting in a few things. And the only reason I haven't joined the union to this point is I haven't been pursuing acting to the degree that I've pursued writing. But that doesn't mean that I don't want to one day. So the same way pre-WJ writers have been supporting our strike, I want to support SAG-AFTRA strike and follow their rules to the best of my ability. Did two wildly different but equally exciting movies come out this weekend to massive success? Do their writers, filmmakers, and actors deserve praise and credit and fair pay for their amazing work? Is it a perfect example of the value of great writers and performers and how much the studios need us? Absolutely. But will you hear me mention the names of those movies or promote them in any way? Not until the strike is over. So instead, my ad read today is books. And I'll be honest, I'm not great at reading anymore. I used to love to. I want to love to. My phone has killed my attention span for the most part. Since I started writing professionally, the only things I've been reading are scripts and books that I've been like sent to consider adapting. And in a lot of ways, reading has felt like work for the last few years. And I just want to use this time to rediscover reading for pleasure, not putting down a book just because like, I can't see it working as a movie. You know, I got a collection of them just collecting dust right now. I kept buying them over the years, but they're just sitting. But starting today, that ends. Until we can talk publicly about the movies and shows we love, let's read some books, I guess. And hello, I am Brian T. Arnold, and this is 39 Minute Conversations, a podcast about reconnecting with old friends and making new ones. But I've only got 39 minutes to do it because I am not paying for Zoom Pro. My guest today is a very talented writer. She is a first-generation Filipina-American, born in Germany, raised in a dusty little army town in Oklahoma. No stranger to grief, she has found comfort in the uncomfortable and gravitates toward telling stories to balance heartbreak and resilience. Her credits include, and these are not endorsements or promotions, just factual information, a matter of public record, the CW's Walker, the CBS Diversity Comedy Showcase, and an iOS house sketch team. Please welcome, well, that one I can probably say, that one's fine. Uh, please welcome my friend, one of my favorite people, Jerry Carrillo. Oh my God. Hi, Brian. Oh my God. Hi, Jerry. Jerry, do you read books? You know, I, <laughs> as you were going through your spiel, I was mm-hmm. going to suggest to you, I too had the same problem. Ooh, of, okay. um, I couldn't read more than like three pages and like without falling asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, audiobooks 
Mm -hmm. books. Does that count as reading? Consuming, (laughs) consuming (laughs) Mm -hmm. literature. And then, um, but what I was going to say is like, after having a time of um, listening to a lot of audiobooks, it brought me back to the pages. Like, Mm. you know, you're like, you just get the cadence of like a novel and then like, and then you don't fall asleep when you open it and try to read it yourself. It's great. I have, yeah, I'm reading paper books now, Brian. What? Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm gifting that to you to hopefully uh, turn it around for you. I have down, I I did, I've listened to a couple audiobooks in the last I want to say recently, but it wasn't that recent. And I I feel like that might help. I think that's a solid idea, but I would just, it doesn't, it's like listening to a podcast. It doesn't, I feel like I couldn't tell somebody I read this book if I heard this book. You this know what I thing. mean? That's the, that's the one little like thing. And... You just have to say I consumed or I finished this book. <laughs> Ooh, finished is good. I, finished. I just, someone you know. else read it to me. <laughs> Like a child, uh, which is exactly what I think I need right now. Yeah. Listen, uh, Cherry, it is genuinely so good to see you. It has been way too long. Um, we got very close when we were working together. Uh, we both wrote on um, that showcase that I mentioned that I won't promote. Uh, and it's been, but it's been a few years since we we saw each other. We lost touch, and you know. I, I I know a lot of that's on me. I was very like shut in during the pandemic, but like no matter how long it's been, you're one of my favorite human beings. I'm so glad that we're getting to do this today. Brian, yeah, I'm so I I'm really glad about it too. I was trying to remember the last time I saw you, and you did come when I worked at CBS. You came mm-hmm. on to the lot. I remember. I that. think that was the last time. No, no, was it the last? Um, you're reading in Pan Pacific Park. Yes, yes, that, but I think we, we, that was the last time. I think you're right. I think we saw each other for like a minute, and then like I had to like you know it was a reading of a pilot that I wrote with a friend of mine, uh, mm-hmm. not currently AMPTP attached. So like we can talk plenty about it. Um, and um, but like I saw you for a minute, and then I lost you, and then we just didn't see. But it was I was so happy to see you there, and I'm glad we're doing this again. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no. Um, and and I realized today too, you were the very first person I met for a showcase. Mm-hmm. Right, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You were right my first person. Point. Yeah, <laughs> we were standing outside, like just trying to figure out where to, like, just waiting on people to get there. Right, like trying to figure I think out where we to go. Were at the wrong entrance. <laughs> <laughs> so full circle. Now you and I are here. Now we're at the right entrance together. Look at yeah. us. We found our way. Yeah. Um, most of the time, I do try to start these interviews in kind of the same way. Um, during the deep, dark days of the pandemic, which, you know, I kind of turned into a bit of a shut-in. I was working on, uh, I was writing, but not really leaving my house very much. Um, but I've missed, like, performing. I missed being, you know, being social. So that's why I kind of created this podcast just to catch up with people that I'd lost touch with. So I do want to start with how was, how has this time been for you? How did you stay sane? What did you learn about yourself? Maybe how is 2023 Jerry different than 2019 Jerry? Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, it's, it feels like so long ago, it right? Does. But it wasn't actually. Um, well, um, on paper, on paper, like my career really did well <laughs> over the pandemic <laughs> years. Like I'm very, very happy and pleased with um with uh what happened there. But um, 
what else? I mean, I I think that happened for a lot of people. Like it, it was just hard to to see people. And like right before shutdown, I don't know if this was the same case for you, but like I was like doing like networking like for four or five days out of the week, like drinks, dinners, brunches, like, you know, and, um, and then when we couldn't do that anymore, you really, for me personally, I really evaluated like, wait, like, why, mm-hmm. <laughs> why do you have to do this? Why, what's the, what's the urge to do? And, and, um, I don't know, saved a lot of money, <laughs> saved a lot of money, not <laughs> going out networking for, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. And actually, um, so, uh, 2019, I was working for, um, for my boss, at, uh, as her term deal assistant at CBS, you came okay. to visit I did. our little bungalow. I did. Um, it was nice. Yeah. And then, um, t- uh, tail end of 2019, uh, she got Walker, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which were... <laughs> I almost want to bleep that out. I almost yeah. just, I almost want to bleep yeah. it. She got the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, anywho, uh, whatever, uh, asked if I, um, if I knew anyone who wanted to be support staff, writer's assistant, and script coordinator. I was like, here's a big list of resumes, but also mine's on top. Um, okay. and, um, and I think she always, yeah, she definitely always has my best interest in mind um so I really appreciate that but um yeah and then writer's assistant turned into staffing and now I'm here and now we're on strike (laughs) (laughs) which is like a path that I've talked to a few writers about this like CW especially at least before it's gone through all these changes recently was kind of one of the last bastions of like we are going to help you grow like whether or not that's their goal the the rooms at least seem to like we hire young writers we help them move up they move up levels and levels and levels on our stuff and they get to go to set they get to all these things that like writers don't get to go and do on streaming shows and a lot of other cable shows and different things nowadays um it was was that your experience was that like it was that a good experience writing that show getting um to go to set and and kind of build up your career in that way yeah. Um, so the first two seasons, um, no one went well. So the first day of the show was March 9th, 2020. I feel yeah. like I should say that. Yeah, and that then, sounds familiar. Yeah, you know, kind of an important date. And then, um, you know, four days later, shutdown was issued, uh, mm-hmm. shelter in place was issued. Um, so we went to Zoom and actually never went back to an in-person room. Mm. Um, so no one went to set first season. Um second season I think it was mostly just um like upper levels and like not frequent I'm so sorry did you hear that My I did was it your I'm cat? sorry <laughs> um, that's okay she's needy um but uh and then third season everyone finally got to go so yes finally made oh, it up there um and it's great and we have a great crew and everyone seems happy everyone gets the job done fast um, well, and you're still working on that, like right before the strike was called, or about to go back to work on that. Actually, um, our room had wrapped like end of January or early February, um, and then uh, post wrapped, I think, like in April. So, like, no one had to stop work. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but we didn't know if uh, we didn't know if it was picked up. And then two weeks into the strike, uh, it was announced that it was picked up. So, okay, so in theory, you have a job to go back in to. Theory. Yeah. <laughs> in theory, yeah, and hopefully, yeah. I but, hope so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's also like I don't know how. <laughs> How far into the future is that, Ryan? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really, really hard to tell right now. Um, it's It does feel like this thing is, you know, I knew, you know, going in, the last one was like 100 days. And this one, like people were saying, would be at least that or longer. We haven't even hit 100 days yet, even though it feels very much extended. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just how are you? How are you holding up during all this? How are you dealing with it? How are you, you know? That's it. That's the end of that. I don't know why I kept trailing off. Just keep go ahead. You can start. No, no I mean, um, I too had mentally prepared for the hundred days, right? Like you're saying. Um, and I think it feels long now because like we're in, in the summer. Yeah. And when that one was uh in the fall, right? Fall into winter, if I'm not mistaken. I and think so, so the heat is really like an extra factor in it all and um but uh I actually um I was visiting my parents last week um so I took a week off picketing but today was my first day back and it was uh you know like you miss like your home picket location Mm -hmm, mm um and uh it I guess what I'm trying to say is like I missed the full week of like the actors first week in mm. in the trenches with sure. us. Um, not that they haven't been there the whole time. Right. But, but like officially, uh, like on their own strike right. now. Yeah. And so um, so that's been interesting. Um, and like, yeah, I just the it feels like there's more uncertainty. <laughs> yeah. With uh, with the addition of their guild striking, too. So, um, yeah, I mean. I I really try to uh, not worry about things that are beyond my control, and this is absolutely so beyond like my control, way mm-hmm. above my pay grade. Um, so it has to end. It will yeah. end at some point. We they will have to give in to some degree. I'm sure we will too to some degree. Um, there'll be some kind of meeting point of nobody gives everything they want. But yeah, the I mean, this is old news at this point, but that deadline article both like pissed me off and galvanized like for people who aren't familiar. The deadline article was came out a couple weeks ago and it was basically anonymous Hollywood executives saying their plan was to starve out writers until October, end of October. You know, once they start losing their houses and their apartments, like they'll really take a worse deal. And if their goal was to scare us, like it definitely pissed us off more than it scared us. Yeah. But at the same time, not having a a paycheck until October, November is a little scary. And it's really it's shitty. Scary. That That's something that we're facing right now. It's scary. It is shitty. But I also think, though, like, I don't know, this this career itself, the industry, right? Like, no guarantees. No guarantees mm-hmm. ever, right? Sure. Like, you can... Anything can be taken away at any single point. And so that's the people they're dealing with. A bunch of insane people who are like, yeah, I bet on myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. This is the career I choose. And um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I think we're built for this. And um, I think so. Yeah. You mentioned 
missing your home picket and the camaraderie that you kind of found there. If you don't mind people basically knowing where you are all the time, what's your home picket location? Where do you like to go? <laughs> um, so I moved to North Hollywood uh, last year, almost okay. a year now. And um, so Warner Brothers is like mm. a quick jaunt away. It's actually equidistant to like Radford and um universal well, and now so, i can triangulate your exact yeah position. Mm-hmm. like you're really giving it away now i'm gonna share my location with you um <laughs> yeah but, but mostly mostly warner brothers i haven't um i haven't been back to radford since the temperatures got really hot just sure. like what's the shade situation there None. I hope None. No, zero <laughs> yeah so um it's it's of concern, man. Like I I don't know about you, but today was wild, and it wasn't even. Yeah, it's going to be hotter this week. Yeah, yeah. I um I'm not going to criticize the guild on most things, you know. <laughs> I I am a hundred percent behind our guild, but when they started releasing like the schedule of like cutting the hours of picketing in in the valley, wonderful. It's hot in Hollywood too. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe cut everybody's hours. I'm glad you're saying it because I too, like, I don't know, not to just co-sign everything you said, but to co-sign everything you said. Yeah, I said that today in the Valley. I was like, I feel kind of bad that the other pickets don't also have it cut. Uh, yeah, it's hot everywhere, right? Uh, I did go to Sony last week and yes, like the further west you go, obviously it starts getting cooler. That didn't, let Sony pick it or Amazon, let them pick it all day if they want to. But like everybody else, let us go home. We're we're hot, we're tired. It's bonkers. Or like, yeah, I don't know. We we just can't have people dropping like flies, you know? Yeah. And we know I'm I'm a captain at Paramount now. So that's something that we are very aware of. And thank you. I'm not I'm I am just saying that to to brag and to and to get compliments (laughs) from you. Um no, but I since I started captain at Paramount, that is something that like my language our language has changed from like occasional chanting and support to being like, Are you are you drinking water? Are you are you putting on sunscreen? That's like that's most of our jobs now. Yeah, it's serious. It is. Like, yeah. So, yeah. And then I don't know why, but like now I'm trying to like (laughs) develop a workout plan outside of picketing too. Mm. My brother's getting married in October. So it's a whole like. Oh, yeah. You got to You got to look good for that. I'm just trying to. Yeah. But like, but I, you know, I don't know if spiritually it's the right thing for me. I I am with you. I went um uh my girlfriend's very into like health and fitness stuff and she has been she I think this is her first official mention on the podcast. You're welcome. I was, um, was going to say Brian. Oh my god. Congratulations. Oh my god, thank you. Uh but she's very into like health and fitness stuff and so I would be like, you know, She's like, oh, do you, did you like work out today? She could not like, I'm like, I picketed for like three hours, four <laughs> hours. And she's 14, like, 14,000 steps. <laughs> she's like, that's not working out. That's like, why are you so tired after? And then like, she picketed with me on last week and she was like, I'm so tired. I was like, see, do you see it? This counts. So I hear you because I'm not doing like, I'm not doing like weights or yoga or anything, which I should be doing. But at the same time, this is wears you out. Picketing is is exhausting. It really is. Like, yeah. I, again, the heat is a huge factor. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So, 
the one thing that you I, i'm coming back to this again because i'm a terrible interviewer but we're talking about the camaraderie of of your home bases and your home pickets and i was talking to somebody who um you know this is like the most social i've been in a long time and i was talking to somebody who's like this is the first time as a writer that I felt like I have coworkers because I think that's so true, especially for like feature writers, because you're always so locked in that this is like such a rare thing. So as much as this sucks existentially and in the moment, like the camaraderie out there on the picket line and the friendships and the people you're talking to, like, I don't know if there's any other way for that, for that to, to happen. Has, has that been your experience as well? Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned, like our our writers' room went on Zoom and then never came back. Right. <laughs> um, so so even my coworkers, like people I would see Monday through Friday, I would see them shoulders up. Like, sure. And we would have like some who's, whose body surprised you the most when you saw them in person? Um, just well, I don't know. Honestly, we have a lot of tall humans um in good our answer. Good answer. You made it you made it not weird. Good job. Thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, and then I joined the WGA in 2021. I'm a relatively new member. So did I. It was during pandemic years, right? So yeah. I mean, I think it's still right. going. Pandemic's still going yeah. on, but whatever. Um, they haven't really done a lot of in-person events, uh, right? And um, yeah, I think like the first in-person event I attended run by the guild was like, a week before the strike was called sure. um and and yeah so now being uh, like when else would you meet other writers um other than this thing that we all uh have to do and need to do mm -hmm. and um it's it's a lot of time even um I think I ran into my boss uh one of the first few weeks and I was like you know actually like I never really get to just like chat and walk with her for like yeah for for yeah an extended amount of time so it yeah so it's been nice to see coworkers and make new friends and then keep seeing those same friends at your at your home picket or elsewhere make arrangements yeah. go with people <laughs> that is nice anybody who's not picketing you're missing out we're having a it's hot but we're having a blast um kind of uh i was the other day I was like, um, I did have that image in my head of, are, do you watch Community? Are you a Community fan? Yeah. Oh, I love I mean, Community. That's one of my favorite shows. Uh, but when Donald, when Donald Glover is like, um, has to wear a pantsuit and is like dance crying, like he's crying <laughs> while he's dancing. I was like, that's just what picketing feels like. Cause we are dancing. We're keeping our spirits up, yeah. but boy, it's, uh, it's emotional at the same it's time. Emotional. Yeah. Um, yeah try not to think too much about like what honestly doesn't it seem like a terrible business idea to starve us out till October like that doesn't seem right for like quarter over quarter earnings which they deeply care about mm -hmm. um, it just seems dumb but but also are they monsters yes <laughs> <laughs> um I read a tweet uh, I'm off Twitter, but I saw this tweet somewhere else. Um, David Sims, a uh, critic for The Atlantic. I'm a big fan of of his writing. Uh, there are stories starting to come out about studios considering moving their later fall releases to next year because like, oh, their actors won't be around to promote them because obviously the strike could still be going. Uh, and his basic point was like, if 
the studios would rather move these huge releases than negotiate a fair deal then they're even stupider than i thought and i hate to you know to put it in those black and white terms but yeah that's real dumb that's real dumb really really dumb so and cruel and cruel it is cruel um I think I think we should probably move on from strike talk, but I, I could do okay, this. Right. The no, whole, I could do this the whole time. Um, <laughs> but people need to get to know you. Like we need to know who you are beyond a striking, wonderful writer. And a lot of my listeners, you know, relative a lot being a very relative term, are pre WGA. They're looking for their break. They're looking for their way into the business. So I do like to talk to writers about how they got started, how they got their foot in the door. Um, so we're going to get into your background and move on up and see how far we can get in our, our remaining time. You were born in Germany, raised in Oklahoma. How old were you when you moved to the States? And what was it like growing up in a rural area, knowing like, I'm going to be a writer one day? <laughs> um, I, I, I was seven when we moved to Oklahoma and, um, do you still speak German? Nine uh that's in german <laughs> that one i got uh, yeah uh and uh no no but there there did i went to like american school like on an army base sure. but a german woman would come once a week teach us like a little german at one point i could count up to 20 mm. days are long gone um, i can only count to like four or five whatever they counted to in cool runnings that's about as high as i can i'm spine dry that's three. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I, okay. That's all. That's, I got. Okay. Yeah. That's all I got. Um, uh, yeah. And then, um, and then we moved to another army town in Oklahoma, but mm -hmm. um, it, uh, it was, uh, I guess it's rural. Um, it was okay. Uh, so your bio says small, dusty army town. Are we it saying really, it is small and dusty compared to LA? Sure. Which will be dusty, but um, <laughs> it's still, it's a very dusty city. It's a very dusty place. Uh, yeah, I um it's funny. I went home to visit my parents in Oklahoma last year mm -hmm. and um before then I hadn't been in several years. Um pandemic and all. Yeah. And uh my parents like immediately when I stepped in the door they were like have all these notebooks. Have like all of these like little things from like when I was in first and second grade mm -hmm, that are mm -hmm. like, you know, those little prompts that are like when I grow up I want to be and um and almost always it said writer. Occasionally it said psychologist. Sure. But sometimes it said writer. Um, and uh more more than not, it said writer. And um, and then they handed me all of these like little stories I I would write um mm -hmm. that kind of have like no ending, but um <laughs> so it was it was fun to to go through all that. And um yeah, I don't know. I always liked writing, but I um my my parents uh I don't know if they right away saw it as a as a career sure um well, neither does the AMPTP am I right <laughs> that's my parents Me too. um yeah uh so I have a biology degree <laughs> <laughs> okay um, okay yeah I have a biology degree um and I uh yeah I from a liberal arts school but um mm. I uh, I graduated college in three years instead of four. Came in humble brag. A good yeah, humble brag. Um, I came in with a handful of credits, but um, my second year, second third year, whatever. Um, I was like, hey mom, like, what do you think about like 
switching majors. Do you think I could switch majors? Which like pause. I know a lot of people are like, why would you have to ask your mom to switch majors? But this is a very <laughs> cultural thing. Sure, of course. Um, anywho, so I asked my Filipino mom if I could switch majors. <laughs> she was like, no. <laughs> uh, she was like, I don't think that's a great idea. Um, you know, what will we do? Like, you may lose your scholarship. Like, we'll have to pay more. Um tuition I don't know if we can do that mm -hmm. um, and so I was like okay <laughs> I'll just take this biology degree <laughs> and um and then uh I don't know I got I always wanted to write I had like on the sides of my like biology notes would be like little stories or like little like phrases and di of dialogue that I wanted to like put into things mm -hmm. and um Anywho, um, when did you realize it was TV like specifically that you wanted to write? Was that always or was that something that came later? I honestly like watched more TV than movies. Mm -hmm. up, yeah. And um, yeah, I think it probably came like I <laughs> I went to this uh, film school, not film school <laughs> in San Francisco. Uh, okay. um, like it was like a one year intensive course not accredited and um, sure. yeah uh and like I don't know making all these short films I was like okay but then what happens after what happens after and I just uh, I know 10 minutes we can do it we can do it anywho um no um television seems like a great career you know mm -hmm. what I mean longevity um and like it's stories that can just keep going I I always feel like such a hypocrite because sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't watch a lot of movies because I can't, I don't have the time commitment, but then I will binge like six episodes of like a show. Sure. Priorities. Shows are more <laughs> your thing. This is your world. Exactly. Yeah. So more television. And then, um, yeah, when I moved to LA, uh, I took like sketch writing classes, spec writing classes. Um, I already went through how I got to working for my boss. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I think what it is is like you have to stay ready, you have to stay hungry but not thirsty. And, Ooh, um, I've never heard that before. Is that new? Is that a Jerry original? You know, I'm sure other people have said it, but I say it a lot. Um, yeah, it's you. I, I like that. Stay hungry, right. not thirsty. Break that down for my parents who don't understand. Okay, well, like, yeah, you have to be hungry. You have to mm -hmm. want it, but don't be thirsty. Don't roll up on people and just assume that they owe you something right away. Like, mm -hmm. always be grateful. Um, and, and yeah, if you're ready and you have your materials and, like, an opportunity opens up to work with and for nice people, then a lot of doors open up. Um, yeah. I think ultimately everyone wants to work with like a nice person a kind person um someone that uh seems genuine mm -hmm. <laughs> versus and if, like yeah a and if person. they can't find that they'll work with you right yes yes right. yes yes I'm hiring. Uh -huh. <laughs> um now we met in the context of this sketch comedy show uh, that we both wrote for um it was you know we wrote there for free because studios love that they love getting free work out of you um you know the with the expectation that it was going to do a lot for our careers I think that was uh not the case for most people some of the actors maybe I, I think for the writers um not as much 
Um, but it, I still, I have mixed feelings about that time. I think a lot of us do, because I met amazing people, amazing friends, yeah. uh, an amazing community, but it was a lot of up and down. Uh, what did you, what, what did you take away from our time writing for Redacted Showcase? Well, clearly this incredible friendship with you. Um, oh my God, thank you. I was waiting for that. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but, but truly, the people were, were the best thing about that whole experience. I believe we were the last uh, crop under a... Under the uh, old administration. Under the old administration. And the last crop that did not get paid, right? Like I think I that's true. Other, yeah. Years after, uh, the writers would get paid. Um mm -hmm. Yeah, so, um, but I I don't remember who had told me this, but someone was like, just wait like four or five years after your, after your crop and then start to see all the names that were in your, you know, that were on your breakdowns or whatever uh, on television. And that actually has been really That's, nice to see. It has been, it really has been. Yeah, um, and I, I also think, yeah, that, that whole experience was like in the trench. I, why, why did it feel so important, Brian? You're doing for free, like. That's the weird thing about anything creative, especially like anything under pressure, like a showcase or even a sketch show, uh, anything like that. Is it is, I it's you know you're from an army family you you were in army towns your own army family so this is a terrible metaphor but it did feel kind of like we were going to war every day that's how much at least that's how much importance we were putting on it and you know our commanders were terrible but we were but we were in the foxholes together oh my god also our year was over the 2016 election i think yes. so many flashbacks um I just remember sitting in residuals, like waiting for the breakdown to come. But then we were also watching the election results roll in and it was like, everyone feels like shit today. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I went, I didn't go to the residuals election night. I went to like a party, like so, some of my friends had had. And it was like an election party to watch the, you know, watch the good stuff happen. And it did, I don't know if you felt like if that was what the, was happening at residuals, but where I was, it was like, I imagine this is what it was like just being on the Titanic because we're here having a nice time and yeah. now we're just watching tragedy unfold. It's going down. Yeah. It's real slow, but it's definitely going down. Yeah. Yeah. It was really heartbreaking. Um, and then the next day we all had to show up and do <laughs> sketches, do sketches, laugh at some funnies, um, right on the fly rehearse with it. Anyway. Um, I didn't expect to get into the 2016 election on this podcast today, <laughs> but we're doing it. We're doing it. Well, when you said you were going to a party, I was about to be like, Brian. <laughs> a party, but a, a different party. It wasn't a party the next day. It was a party. It was a hopeful party the day before. Um, Don't paint me with that. I know my look, hat's look, red. I'm from Oklahoma. You're from, I, listen, you're wearing a red hat. Like You're from West Virginia. Like. <laughs> Just have Again, to hear about these things. Like I said, I would not, I'm not going to discredit the WGA on many things. Red was the wrong color for our hats. <laughs> I, fair. fair. I don't point. think these weren't even official WGA hats. These were like a donor, but still like, uh, just pick a different color, you know? No, there's so many colors. There's so many colors. <laughs> oh um, my God. Um, Jerry, we have about three minutes and 
35 seconds left. So I want to, before we go into other areas and get even deeper and deeper into, into stuff, what I want to know, I want to give you this opportunity to let people know where they can follow you, anything that you want to plug right now, be careful. Um, but anything like that, where can people follow you, et cetera? And where can people stalk you at the studios? The plug feels like a trap. <laughs> um, uh, you know, there have been several things that say don't cancel your subscriptions. So, you know, if you happen to find something on one of those subscriptions where my name is on it, please, uh, you know, maybe give it a watch. Um, maybe just play it, walk out of the room, do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Whatever gets you residuals. That's, I, I think, I think that's why we're not like calling for a boycott or anything. Cause it's like, yeah, we don't want to hurt the writers and actors who made them. Yeah. 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 Um, and, um, okay. So I'm on Instagram, like almost primarily, I do have a Facebook, but I'm really, really not on it. Um, but on Instagram, I am Jerry Carey, G-E-R-I-C-A-R-I. I'll put it in the notes. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's where people can find me. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm in the Valley and I promise, promise I'll try to make it to Netflix. I've made this I'm not at Netflix. I'm at Paramount. You gotta come. There. You gotta come hang out at Paramount. Vacation. Oh yeah. Yeah. Please come hang out at Paramount. I'll be there. I'm there most days. Most days. And oh well, yeah, I guess there are only morning. Do, do you do right at nine? No, I do the afternoon. I'm the afternoon picket. We have. They haven't cut our hours. I'm. I'm usually I'm like eleven. <laughs> You're eleven to, to two. Like eleven thirty to two on Monday through Thursday, and eleven to one on Fridays. I do take like a day or two off a week, but like, we'll talk, we'll connect. I'll try. Yeah. Yeah. We'll connect about that. You'll try. I, what do I have to do to see you in person again? Do I have to go up to Warner Brothers? Oh, I'll, I mean, you should, but I'll come to Paramount, Brian. Okay. I'll we'll make it, we'll make it happen. Um, Jerry, with our, about a minute left, mm -hmm. this is the time of the podcast where we get into like the deep stuff where we really, I really get to know your soul inside and out. You know, that's what this is kind of all about at the end. Um, Jerry, what would you say is the meaning of life? The meaning of life um, is to be happy, feel satisfied with how you lived um, on this earth. And uh, yeah, leave a mark if you want, but also you don't have to if that's not what you want. If you could live forever, would you want to? No. No, I don't think so. That feels like my body would hate me. My body hates me now. Like, hmm. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Where is your happy place? Where do you go? What happiest place in the world for you? On an airplane. Really? Honestly. Why? I so well on an airplane. I don't know. <laughs> it just rocks me to sleep i'm asleep before the flight attendants like start teaching you how to buckle your seatbelt like i <laughs> i'm out like a light is there a god your meeting has ended goodbye thank you for listening to 39 minute conversations hosted and produced by brian t arnold music by kevin mcleod licensed under creative commons by attribution 4.0 license if you like what you heard, please subscribe and tune in for new episodes and don't forget to rate and review. If you didn't like what you heard, 
please don't do any of that. That's okay, too. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Stay safe and be well.